0: On this episode of Resi Week, Control 4 announces Smart Home OS 3 and Crestron announces a partnership with Domots. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 173.
1: Click to accept. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation, and by Access Networks.
0: Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for AVNation.tv. And today, I'm pleased to be joined by Brad Heinz. He is the Senior Director of Product Marketing for Control 4. How are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm uh, doing great, Matt.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Then we have John Clancy. He is the uh, VP of Residential for crustron How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great. And last but not least, we have one of my longest standing friends, Richard Fergosa. He is the Principal and Founder of Fergosa Design. How are you doing, bud?
1: Hello West Coast greetings. I'm uh, I'm just so honored to be wedged between two titans as I Right? Know right now it's like, you know, they can't necessarily see my four square going on, but I'm like just 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 the grandness that surrounds me, you know. It's it's, it's a wonderful way to come out of a holiday.
0: Wait, did I somehow get included into that? No. Okay,
1: perfect. <laughs> <Just> around me.
0: <laughs> got it. I I I thought so. I was just I got confused for a moment. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this off. Uh, this comes to us from TV. If you were under a rock last week, Control 4 announced OS 3 and completely reimagined smart living. Uh, it is a new platform that is going to allow uh, essentially every connected device in the house to hopefully connect to it and give you a, a vast variety of features somewhere in the neighborhood of if I remember this correctly, over a thousand new features. So Brad, let's start with you on this, obviously. Um, one, I would like you to give us a quick, you know, elevator pitch on what's great and uh incredibly exciting about Smart Home OS 3. But one of the questions specifically that I had was what caused the the designers to really go down this this incredibly streamlined look that's, you know, really less Command central, which is what we've come to expect for so long from, from, the app-based side of control, into this more user-centric, you know, cutting-edge design uh, situation and, and, and feel.
2: Um, that's a, a good question. I think there's two aspects to that. The first is, you know, in the early days of smart home, there were still a lot of family members that were tech adverse. Um, and didn't really, you know, understand how to interact with things uh, super intuitively. So you needed that, com- that command central type of an approach to make it approachable for everyone in the family. But over the last 10 years and the way we've all embraced smartphones, um, everyone in the family now is very adept at a lot of these common interactions that we do on our touchscreen-based mobile devices. And so we wanted to leverage that experience and understanding and bring that into the home and in the way that you interact with it. Um, That was that was one. The second is that um, as everything becomes more complex, more connected, um, it brings in a lot more complexity. And so we wanted to provide homeowners with more flexibility to be able to get to their favorite devices. Um, or to see only the lights that are on or the shades that are open or the doors that are unlocked. And so OS3 really um, elevates all of those favorite devices and removes a lot of that complexity because in a Control 4 um, home, on average, they have 40 connected devices. And, you know, again, in the early days when you had two or three or four, you know, some, you know, clicking around was okay, and that was acceptable, but now when you get in forty up to a hundred over a thousand, you know you need a, a user interface that's very flexible, hides all of the complexity, gives you the favorite stuff, and then the ability to drill down further if you if you want it and so that was those were two of the major goals with smart home os three
0: very good all right john let's let's come to you next on this something that you know really hit me with, with the release of Smart Home OS 3, as well as the release of Crestron Home that was announced back at um, ISC, is that both both companies and really everyone who, who offers app-based control is really going down this path of allowing the, the end user to, to personalize their experience, to, to personalize their app and, and have a level of control, which again, we, we really have not seen that in app-based control in the past. Where is, the, where is the delta between giving the end user enough control that they feel that they can personalize things and giving them too much to where they can really make it even harder to operate? Where, well, where's that breakpoint?
3: And I think that that's a great question because there is a fine balance there, right? Um, you, you don't want the end user to become programmers, right? Or, or give them that ability or, or, or put that onus back on them. But in in this day and age, you know, the average end user expects some ability to be able to customize and personalize their systems, right? Um, And and again, our focus over the past couple of years is is really about simplifying deployment of, you know, what was traditionally known as a complex system. Crestron has always looked at this very complex thing to deploy. So simplifying that, but also, you know, providing some end user customization and personalization, especially in this room-centric feel uh, where I get to see everything in, in my space, my immediate space around me. And, and, and as Brad pointed out, the hundreds, if not thousands, of connected devices in some of these homes, uh, making that really easy uh, to operate and to just, just to interact with in general.
0: Very good. Rich, speaking of complex systems, when you, when you follow the changes that are happening within the industry, right? Smart Home OS, very uh, user-centric, very um you know i don't want to say easy to program but it's something that everyone is continually trying to make this process significantly easier what does this do if anything to that you know that knowledge base and that 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 technical skill that you yourself as a advanced programmer have does this diminish the ability to code and 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 what happens from the type of projects that you traditionally work on whereas now a lot of that could be achieved fairly easily with smart home os 3 or you know crasrons home os where where does that how, how does that fit into the industry
1: well i think you know the first thought that everybody always had when when an announcement like this is made is that immediately the emperor has no clothes right is now going to completely change and revolutionize things. And and for me, it's a a matter of just establishing some perspective. Um, You know, I'm going to point out John and myself, we both have had careers as integrators and between the two of us, probably close to about 50 years of combined experience as integrators. And when we first started out with control systems, there were two (laughs) at the time and they were almost exclusively for bespoke systems. Um, So you had... All of the features, and and ironically enough, I mean, what we're seeing, although we're packaging it in different ways, is not new. What has changed and what I'm excited about and the perspective that this brings is is accessible. And that's a huge difference at this point. We're able to deploy, they, if you will, um, are able to deploy um, solutions that 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, um, there was a price point um, and a price of entry that, that you, know, you, you needed to, to work your way into. Now, and I've always said, what's been the key to this, and over and over go mobile, right? Everybody has a computer in their pocket now. And that has shifted how we react as an industry. Now, that's the great news. Um, the great news is that you now have um, a much wider audience. Who can get excited about this? Who has the tools available to them, um, and and they can get excited, and and, and it's always going to fill that niche, and we're happy for that. It's like anything else, you know. It, it's it, just because an Apple Watch came out doesn't mean that Piaget went out of business. It just it, they they're they're not necessarily correlations with one another. Bespoke is always going to have a different requirement, whether it's residential, whether it's commercial, um, whether it's government operations center, but the best part now is that we can work with them in tandem. So you have the ability to deploy more systems out there. You have the ability to have different staff push those systems out, or the end user even, and enjoy their systems and, and use it for what we've always said, which is that 90% of the system. right? Um, you know, we, 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 we had called it for years, um, you know, our principles of automation, you know, uh, for in, in terms of a, an automated home, you had about six or eight things that you were really concerned about, right? You wanted it warmer or cooler, lighter or dimmer, uh, louder or softer, on or off. And so these systems are echoing those principles that we've always had from the beginning we're just allowing the users now to be able to take control of it to modify it uh, sometimes get themselves in trouble with it because again you're giving them a toy and you're handing them the keys and you know it's not quite handing them you know an espresso and a puppy to a two-year-old but it's pretty darn close sometimes um so you know i i think that there is always that coexistence is gonna occur. Um, and I think it's great for companies to be able to adapt because it's, a, it's another tool. Um, you know, you can spend your time in those two or three projects a year that are your crowning jewels. But at the same time, you can crank out 50, 60, 100, 150 of these projects and have happy clients and maintain your business model um, and grow your business and, and continue to flourish. So for me, it's always been, I embrace it. I, I view it as an exciting time because it allows me to offer options to clients or to integrators that I'm working with to say, look, consider this. You're going to keep them happy and it's just going to allow you to maintain your profitability and grow your business as you decide to step up, if you decide to go into that market. And if you don't, it's still a great living for an integrator.
0: Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from our residential systems and a new Crestron partnership with Domots. Uh, Essentially, Crestron has announced a new strategic partnership with Domot that will allow a seamless integration between the Domot suite of products with Crestron smart home systems that empower uh, integrators to remotely monitor their customers' systems. John, we're going to start with you on this. Again, you can probably sense the trend here uh, <laughs> as we're starting with the people from said company. John, the the main question I had for you on this was, remote is obviously becoming such a huge aspect of so many integrators businesses. What, what drove Crestron to partner with Domots opposed to just developing your own?
3: So look, that really comes down to a few things. Uh, We've had um, uh, mycrestron.com in place for a while um, and it, it does a really good job at backing up your Crestron home system Uh, So, every iteration of changes gets stored in the cloud and it's a great resource even for notifications if a processor or a Crestron device falls offline. Uh, What what the Domo's partnership allows is this higher level of interaction between third-party devices, right? Uh, So devices like uh, power controllers and PoE switches and and things like that um, that allow the dealer to more proactively support not just our products but all of the products uh, that they're installing in the home as well as tie those into a quick, uh, quick abilities to, to be able to reset and, and, and restore functionality for, for certain devices via uh, the interaction of these power controllers or, or PoE switch ports.
0: Very good. Uh, Richard, when you, when you follow this, when you follow the proliferation of remote monitoring, remote access, something that I feel gets overlooked more often than not is how an integrator Essentially verifies their legalities and 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 covers their uh, liability when they start putting remote access in and control that they obviously have remote uh, access to. How do how do integrators go about creating either a policy or or a system so that it's not just the client signing off on a essentially a bill of materials, but that they they truly understand what they're giving their integrators?
1: Well, I think you've got a difference that you kind of have to draw a line between residential and all else. Um, When you're dealing with commercial, when you're dealing with government, when you're dealing with education, um, you have – far different security policies that you're dealing with you know i mean just strictly in basic commercial you've got financial responsibilities you've got sec responsibilities um you have hipaa when you're dealing with medical so i i'm gonna set those aside for the time being because that tends to be um a policy that is required by the whichever organization you're dealing with Mm -hmm. now when it comes to residential um there does need to be a bit more education about the process. Um, you know, I, I I will raise my hand saying that every time I get an agreement from, you know, some kind of software update, I just click, click blindly click accept, right? You know, how many of us go through the 15-page, you know, scrolling document that you have to scroll to, you know, to get to the bottom before you hit accept, Um You know, click to accept is the hardest thing to deal with when dealing with with end users and security and privacy. And, um, you know, I mean, GAFPA has issues with this. I mean, we're seeing stories every other day about how do we deal with privacy in this connected world? And um, this is something that integrators do have to spend some time with. Um, We have not had it happen yet, but there will be a time Where there will be a security gap or a privacy gap or a privacy leak that will cause um, some issues and some backlash in the industry. And you just hope that you're not one of the people that's caught in that wave coming through. Um, You know, it comes to education, it comes to orienting your client. I mean, the same way that you, you know, the same way that you counsel them between control system A or B or television Y or Z, um, you know, it does require. And it should be your responsibility, which is why they're going to you in the first place as their advocate to say, here are the pros and cons. Here's what we'd like to do. Here are the gray areas in between. And it's my job to guide you through this process to make an educated decision. And then you can go from here to here. Now, you Now, depending on how that, that data is used, different companies use it different ways. Some of them will store that, will store that um, information locally. It never leaves the site. Some of them are cloud-based. We see less and less of that because there are ways to maintain privacy in between. However, when it comes to these systems, and I know Brad was saying, I mean, you're getting to 40, 50, 100, 150 connected devices. You need to know what's going on there. And systems at this point are intelligent enough to be proactive in terms of identifying, diagnosing, and sometimes being self-healing when possible. And so, you know, from the trade-off standpoint, um, there is the difference of saying, "Hey, look." We are going to get updates from your unit, but no, it's not going to tell us whether you know you're out of diapers. What it is going to tell us is if you are having a unit that's about to fail or a system's overheating, or based upon the continued use, we're seeing some warning flags that this is occurring. And that's the beauty of these systems that are out there. You know, whether it is a Higi that was acquired and was part of you know the Snap world, or whether Dahmots in this partnership that's here, um, whether it's Backpack. I mean, any of these, I'm a huge fan of it because information is critical to all of this and especially as an integrator it's our responsibility to be able to say you know we want this system to take care of itself you should be able to take it for granted as much as you do a light switch nobody questions a light switch when you flip the switch um you know we want to get our technology to that point where it does become ubiquitous where they're not thinking about it or worrying that you know they're going to break the system if they're left to their own devices so you know uh, uh, again i uh, Big fan of it. I use it. Um, you know, typically I wind up, you know, putting them all together because I know if I get two indicators from two separate services, I know I've got an issue as opposed to a false flag.
0: Very good. Brad, this is something that uh, from the remote access side of things, this is something that, you know, control four has offered for a while. There's been a lot of vendors that have been down this route. What is it about remote access that gives Integrators, so much freedom and, and so much, really. I, I don't want to say just the, the, the caveat of being able to walk in and say, hey, we can fix these problems before you see it. This is something that, you know, as I said, Control Force had for, for, for years in this type of thing. How, how do you promote dealers to really take full advantage of these remote monitoring tools?
2: Uh, well, our approach was to remove subscription licensing, right? Because the challenge with charging for a service like this is who should bear the cost. Um, how do you pass that along directly to a consumer? And that was, you know directly after we acquired package a little over two years ago and we um, gave the world, gave our dealer channel backpack, we removed that licensing. Um, Package tried for a while and, and they failed, and Ahiji tried and, and they failed to monetize those services. Um, and so that was one of the things we just baked it right into um, almost all of our networking gear. Um, and I think that there's a lot of really great things to come from that. I, so, one, remove that complexity of the the licensing. Um, And then the other thing is we know that truck truck rolls will always be expensive. And that is something that we're focused on. We know that our uh, consumers, our homeowners, they want professional help, but they also want to... You know, they don't want to pay 150 bucks just to have somebody come in and reset a device. And so um, we continue to do product development around that idea, that central focus to reduce truck rolls by giving our our dealers these tools. And uh, by letting them experience it, the first time they save a truck roll, they're totally hooked um, on being able to use those things. Uh, The other thing that is important, as Rich mentioned, is the privacy aspect. And for a long time, we've given our homeowners the ability to switch their dealer of record, remove their access, um, and and make it so that they have complete control over who can connect into their home to control the, their devices. And they can do it in a moment, um, or they can do it after having a discussion um, with their their dealers. And, you know, with OS3, we've continued to give our dealers new remote access tools. Composer Pro, um, you know, it is the fastest deployment for OS3 today and it has all of those remote management capabilities built right in. And so whether it's the networking layer or the home automation layer, those remote access tools are really important for integrators.
0: Excellent. All right, gentlemen, we're going to leave it there due to timing. Thank you gentlemen so much for being here. Uh, Brad, thanks again for, for stopping by. always appreciate your time. If people want to find out more about Control 4 and more importantly, the new OS 3 uh, debut, where can they find that?
2: Uh, control4.com with the number 4 um, or on Twitter at Control4. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Brad Hintzy, Uh B-R-A-D-H-I-N-T-Z-E um, as well.
0: Excellent. And that is, is that released today or tomorrow?
2: Uh, it is. Well, we actually released it last week uh, and we have uh, well over a thousand homes that have OS3 installed in it. Um, we were talking about it this morning. Excellent. So that's uh, that's something that's really exciting.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. John, thanks again for joining us today. If people want to connect with you or learn more about Crestron, where can they do that?
3: Uh, Jay Clancy at Crestron.com uh, and uh, Crestron.com slash Crestron Home.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Rich, my good friend, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fragosa Design, where can they
1: do that? Well, uh, one place you can find me is on Twitter, at Fragosa. You can also go to the website, Fregosa de, uh, fregosadesign.com. But honestly, most importantly, um, please come to avnation.tv. You can find me here on ResiWeek. You can also find me on our uh, one of our sister shows with my good friend Steve Greenblatt, uh, Steve Greenblatt, um, State of Control, where we talk about automation system programming.
0: Excellent. All right, gentlemen. Uh, thanks again for joining us. For myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, as Richie said, please stop by Aviation where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Week.